Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. This week, we're going to be talking to Vin Clancy. Before we get into my interview with Vin and we start talking about all the amazing things about growth hacking that he's going to teach you about, uh, I want to tell you about U-Summit 2018. Vin is actually one of our keynote speakers, and U-Summit 2018 is coming up September 28th, 29th, and 30th here in Denver, Colorado. This is the event to go to if you're looking to grow your digital agency. Uh, we bring in world-class speakers. I mean, last year we had Ryan Dice, Ryan Levesque, Pete Vargas, Ree Perez. Uh, this year we have some fantastic names in store for you. You can find out more information about them on our page promoting you summit. We've got Vin, we've got Josh Turner of Linked Selling, we've got Pia Silva, Aaron File, uh, Dave Schiff. Uh, lots of big names coming at you at U Summit 2018. Uh, you're going to have an opportunity to meet and learn from these world leaders in our space. You're going to have an opportunity to connect with an amazing community of digital agency owners. And you're going to have three days to work on your business, not in your business. I don't know about you, but I rarely have those big ideas, those big ahas when I'm sitting at the keyboard uh, working in my business, right? In the office, all that kind of stuff. It's when you leave the inside of your business and you go to some place like U Summit and you have three days to be surrounded by people with a growth mindset working on their businesses. That's where the big ahas happen. I know for me, I try to go to one to two of these types of conferences every year and we'd love an opportunity to make U Summit 2018 your growth event this year. So go check that out at yougurus.com forward slash U Summit and you can learn more about that event uh, and all the great speakers that we have. Speaking of speakers, so Vin Clancy, uh, our guest today, infamous growth hacker, went from being on social welfare in the UK to launching two online magazines that got over 20 million page views in their first two years with zero ad spend. He's since won the Best Speaker Award at South by Southwest B2V for his growth hacking talk. He finished a 100-day world speaking tour, made six figures on his debut growth hacking book, and created one of the biggest marketing communities on Facebook. 
Welcome to the program, Vin. I am excited to be here. So, um, you, uh, you describe yourself and others describe you as an infamous growth hacker. Uh, can you help our audience understand uh, just briefly what growth hacking is and how you got your start in that? Growth hacking is the practice of using the internet as a shortcut to succeed in business, specifically the idea of a hack. Um, if you were doing plumbing and you wrapped a pipe in sellotape, uh, in scotch tape and it worked, um, that's not the proper way to fix the pipe, but it kind of works. It's a hack. Now, growth hacking was for Silicon Valley companies who didn't have money to spend on ads, so they had to hack ways of getting attention, getting traffic, gathering emails, um, and it's my job to bring those tactics that were formerly secret and only in Silicon Valley to the mainstream. So I, I bring those uh, secrets to agency owners so they can grow their agencies while spending less and getting bigger results. And what uh, what attracted you to to this whole idea of what the you know of learning the secrets that these Silicon Valley startups were using? Um, so I was uh, broke, and my ex girlfriend told me I had to do something. So I decided to create an online magazine. And I only knew one person in the space, a girl called Michelle in East London. And uh, I said, "What should I do?" And she said you need to focus on just one thing and that's getting visitors to your website. If you get that, you'll get brands, you'll get investors, you'll get people who want to write for you, you'll get everything. So I had my one true north metric. So at that point, um, I just learned everything I could about how to get traffic for free um, and then growing those magazines to millions of visitors and getting into the Techstars Accelerator. Uh, I just started to learn all these growth hacking techniques uh, and then by accident, someone asked me to give a talk and I presumed everyone in startups knew them. And as it happened, no one did. Uh, so within three months, I won Best Speaker at South by Southwest B2B in Vegas um, because it, it was such a revolution. I was blowing this information uh, open and I, I ran a successful agency and still run a successful agency um, off the back of having these secrets. So honestly, it came to me by accident. Um, and now I'm just bringing these secrets mainstream. Can you give me an example of what one of these secrets are? Sure. So um, there are things like there's software like Find That Lead. Um, that will find anyone's email address on the internet. So that's a really powerful thing if you uh, want to sell, you want to reach out to people. So some of the best ways to get people's attention is to invite them, put on a free event uh, and invite them to that um, You know, by cold email or to put on a webinar and invite them to that. It's like, these are basic things, but they still work. People still really want them. So alongside Find That Lead, um, there is LinkedIn automation. So there's software called Linked Helper and GPZ. And what those softwares do is you give them a search. So let's say software developers in San Francisco, uh, and it will then search through LinkedIn and send connection requests to all of those people. If they accept the request, it automatically sends them a message. You begin a conversation with them. Um, so that could be, uh, hey, uh, we, we're doing a special offer for X, or hey, um, we know you probably hate agencies, um, so you're not going to like this email. But if you do, <laughs> a bit of humor. But the point is, um, growth hacking allows you to automate your outreach. Um, there is a lot you can do on Twitter and Instagram to automate that. 
So really what we're doing is automating leads with these, uh, these, with these little growth hacks, like massive competitive advantages that you can have over your competition. So were these some of the things I know with your, your magazine, you mentioned uh, that your one thing became focusing on traffic. Uh, yeah. what, what were some of the things that you, you did to, to make that happen, to get up to those 20 million plus uh, views and, and visits to your site? So we realized that one in 15 to 20 articles went viral. Um, so we had our, our hack was to get a ton of content written. So we had over 500 contributors writing for us. Whoa, um, <laughs> that's a few, that's a few people. Yeah, it was 700 at one point. Um, it was 500 before we even raised money. Like we we were just in the right place at the right time, and uh, there was no platform for people to write back then. There was no medium. Uh, there was no thought catalog. So people were like young writers were desperate to be featured on a real site and get better with real editorial feedback. So we just happened to be there. And then I hustled aggressively, calling up every university in the country to get the first few writers. And then we used writing sites like ProBlogger to get slightly more advanced writers. Um, but yeah, so we had a lot of content written. And then we put that out on the social web. And then uh, things would get picked up on various sites. Uh, and go viral, and sometimes we get featured on Huffington Post or Yahoo, and it was a big difference. Am I getting the vibe that uh, growth hacking is is kind of a a numbers game, and you're using these tools to kind of exploit uh, some basic math? Like you, you mentioned, one in fifteen go viral. So if you want ten articles go to go viral, then you need to write one hundred and fifty to two hundred articles. Yeah, so it's based on uh, the 80-20 principle. You know, 20% of your stuff gets 80% of the results. And uh, I mean, all of life is a numbers game. It's like when those pickup artists say, we've discovered the perfect formula for meeting girls. You haven't really. You're just going out four nights a week and speaking <laughs> to a lot of people. It's, it's really as simple as that. They just throw more time at it and get more numbers back. So um, that's really the same in most business. Uh, are we still allowed to talk about Trump as a business person? He, he said <laughs> it, uh, even the best deals fall apart. So you need to have nine or 10 on the go at once. And I completely agree. Um, if people only have uh, one thing they're doing, one business idea, or one or two clients they're talking with, it's just not enough. You need to have more. And growth hacking allows you to do that. Mm. You know, just talking about that dating uh, and the dating coach analogy, and then it's just a, just a numbers game, kind of calls into question a lot of, you know, quote unquote, frameworks and formulas and strategies and tactics out there. And uh, in, in maybe maybe just the repetition is really the strategy is how do we get enough of the enough stuff out there for people to take notice? It's Elon Musk said, um, you know, I, I do recommend everyone work 100 hours a week because uh, your competitor is only working 50 hours a week. In, in a year's time, you're double ahead of them. Bill Gates said, I never took a day off in my 20s. You know, people love to share the quotes of these guys, but they just won't do the amount of work that they do. Uh, and that's really the underlying of it all. There, there's no one secret. There's um, it's just trying a lot of things and then some things randomly work. And then, you know, when you give the keynote, you talk about the one thing that works. And people go, ah, oh, what a great idea. But then they're not going to see the 50 ideas that didn't work. Um, so that's why with my new book, Ace the Game, I didn't want it to be 
here's what worked for me. Here's how I grew my magazine empire. Um, maybe you can too, because most success is kind of a black swan. It's kind of a one-off. A lot of it is being in the right place at the right time. So with Ace the Game, it's 100 different growth hacks from about 35 different contributors. So everything from getting the most out of Facebook ads to SEO hacks, because if you try a few of these, uh, they will work. Um, but like the, most books are terrible because they're like, here's some stories about my life that are kind of irrelevant, but they're entertaining. Uh, here's what worked for me. Uh, I'll probably leave out the most important bit, you know, the, the one connection I had that actually made the difference. So most of those books are useless. Um, and that, that's a problem with the industry at whole because then you become jaded and don't believe in anyone. There is still one or two good people out there. I mean, my next question in, in just this line of thinking was, how do I get some of these ideas uh, that I could potentially try for my own business? Or, uh, and even just thinking about our audience as agency owners, um, you know, how, how can they get these ideas? But also, is this something that they can offer to their customers as a solution? Like, is this something that I can go into a meeting and say, hey, Mr. Client, we're going to do some growth hacking for you? Sure. So, well, Obviously, I'm going to say start with buying Ace the Game for 100 different growth hacks. Um, but other than that, there's a few Facebook groups. Um, Badass Marketers and Founders has a lot of good growth hacks in it. Um, if you're at a corporate company or doing larger clients, growthhackers.com has a lot of good case studies. Um, so there, there are places dotted about the web um, that do have some good stuff. Uh, if you're doing SEO, viperchill.com is very good um, for uh, SEO hacks. Um, so there's that. And, and like, you just got to be careful using the word hacks with corporate because they think the wrong stuff. Um, but like clients don't really care what you do as long as you get results. Um, an example I always give is because before I was an entrepreneur, I used to work dead end jobs like telesales. And uh, the guy in the corner who was racist, sexist, would shout at the boss, but brought in big sales. He never got fired. <laughs> Same with the football stars who, who, who do similar things. Like if you bring in results, you can get away with anything. But as soon as you don't bring in results, you're in big trouble. But um, And that's what growth hacking does. And that's why uh, I don't have to wear suits to meetings. Um, I, I, can, I can get away with a lot of things that other people can't because I have that raw talent and that's only because of the growth hacks. I hate hard work. I'm very lazy. Um, I want things to get done quickly. It's why I never talk about things like blogging or SEO. They're great and they're definitely worth doing in the long term, but um, they don't get quick results. Both of those things take three, six, nine months to get quick results where if, if there's some social media growth hacks, they could instantly get shared a lot and make a big difference. Hmm. So, so for, for the agency, it's if you can start learning about growth hacking and start getting some of these ideas, maybe find the, the, the client that's willing to trust you and uh, maybe you don't call it a growth hack, you call it a new marketing idea for them. Um, but but you're, you're saying as, as long as you get results, it doesn't really matter how. Um, so so how, do they, how does an agency owner pitch these ideas to a customer if they're kind of out of the box or unconventional? Do they just say, hey, we're going to go get you results and then they kind of... Uh, don't talk about how they're going to do that or how, how do you pitch this to your customers? So, uh, yeah, so you do have to talk about the results and you just have to reassure them that um, 
these things are ethical and that they'll have a competitive edge and they'll get a lower cost per acquisition. Uh, and if they have a growth mindset, then it shouldn't be too difficult to sway them. If they don't have a growth mindset uh, and they ask a ton of uh, irritated questions, they're probably going to be a bad client anyway. <laughs> uh, you need you need people to let... I mean, it's like one thing I learned from Dan Kennedy is client control. And it was one of the many things that when I read his stuff, I just wanted to drop my laptop. It was just so good. Um, because I'd seen it so much in my clients. So one thing about client control is you need to say at the very start of the engagement, I am the expert. You are paying me a premium to work with you. Therefore, you have to believe in my methods. Um, if they don't work, then we, we have that conversation. But um, I, I, this won't work if we second guess everything we say. So for instance, uh, if you're running people's social media accounts, which I aggressively avoided for the most part, and the client goes, you didn't use the right hashtags on Twitter. And then you want to say, people don't use hashtags on Twitter. Uh, if you're in that argument, then you're making them wrong. But if you can draw back to the first thing with the agency client, um, that you have control in that, we are the experts, that's why we're here. Uh, hashtags will mean less people retweet it, which will mean you get you know, so you'd need to explain it with them. Another thing Dan Kennedy talks about is the authority responsibility problem, which is killer, killer point. So that is you're responsible for the results of a company as there's their agency, but you're not responsible for their staff. Um, so that means you're not responsible for how they answer the phone. You're not responsible for how quickly they get back to leads. You're not responsible for uh, how well they carry out the service. And yet they'll say, you didn't make us any money. So a little while ago, a business partner of mine, Kyle, before before he came to work for me, he was running this SEO agency and he had a bulletproof method to get anyone uh, like leads and the phone will not stop ringing. Um, so he found this killer method. Anyone he, he gave it to gave leads. And I was like, well, you have gold here. You're going to get rich now. He's like, the thing is, people are taking a week to get back to a phone call or send out an information email. So you you, again, when you onboard a client, you need to be very strict with either we are, we're going to control the lead gen part or you know you're paying us for the leads not for the results mm. yeah those are those are two two big ones um earlier you you said a word and i uh i wrote it down and circled it uh which was ethical mm. can you give me some examples because when i think of growth hacking and even even some of the stuff you talked about earlier of like find that lead uh, harvesting email addresses, uh, using automation tools to to email people that maybe you don't have a relationship with or don't have permission to, or I'm sure there's a plethora of other things that are uh, in gray areas or borderline or just straight up black hat. I mean, are there any big examples from this industry of where you know maybe a big player or somebody somebody used an unethical means that you could share? Like what what a good example that would be. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? <laughs> I try to avoid it, but uh, if you need to, let's go for it. <laughs> it's the only one. It's not a good word, but it's it's aggressive and shocking because it needs to drive the point home. Uh, one of my mentors taught me that most people are passive pussies, um, and that can mean the clients you take on as well. So if you're from a small town um, and you don't define yourself by the job you do, uh, you, you define yourself by your morality, by uh, be, being a good 
solid moral person by being a good family person. Now, if you're from uh, the cities or you live in the cities, you define yourself by what you do, uh, your job, uh, you know, your career, you know, how you make money, how you help the world. So uh, as an agency owner, you're going to come across people um, who have more of a bank in what they believe to be morals and ethics, which don't actually exist because everyone has a different uh, morality clause. Uh, the age of consent in Japan is 13. You know, that would be pretty shocking over here, but that is the normal culture over there. So morality and ethics are, are this shifting thing that you're going to have to be aware of with clients. So when you bring in revolutionary ideas like growth hacking, even though it can give large results, you're going to get, you can occasionally get moral people who drag their heels in um, based on an imagination of how society should be. So you need to prepare for that in the initial meeting in letting people know. Now, if you're dealing with, um, I guess it can be the same for big or small companies, but if you're dealing with people who have a winning at all cost mentality, which is one of the reasons I love living and working in America, because so many companies have that, then it's normally fine. I just add it as a, as a note of caution um, that you're going to come across people um, who want to slow you down. Um, and you also have to be careful when you, as, as an agency, when you take on a client um, that you're not, uh, taking someone else's job uh, because they will block you. Um, so you have to play politics. There's a great book called The 48 Laws of Power that you should read um, before uh, before you get into big deals. Because, for instance, if you're doing the social media for a company uh, and they already have a social media in-house person, you better believe that you're a threat to them uh, and they're going to continually be pouring poison in your client's ear, uh, especially around revolutionary things. Because um, most most companies ignore their social media, they don't know what to do with it, um, and they don't get anything out of it. But as soon as you you know, let's say you, you want them to follow a lot of people to get a lot of followers quickly, they'll say this looks bad for the brand. I mean, that it really means nothing that phrase, but you have to be aware of it. Is it um, when I think about some of these tactics? Uh, you obviously have a, a book that has a hundred of these in them. Uh, yeah. I mean, is there, I mean, does the landscape change all the time to where, you know, one day this tactic works great and then, of course, the marketers ruin it, uh, everybody use and abuse it, and then it doesn't work anymore? Uh, I mean, is this one of those fields where, you know, we just have to always be looking for the new, new, new? Or are there some, you know, core tactics or principles uh, that uh, our listeners should know about to start thinking about this? Yes, to, to some extent, you're right, but that's actually a good thing. That means if you have that knowledge, you know, uh, my book, Ace the Game, it's not going to be a New York Times bestseller. You know, it's going to be used by a few thousand marketers who are going to get a good advantage. Um, and uh, yeah, and if you get to it, then you have a big advantage over your clients. So yes, uh, we printed a certain growth hack. Um, I wonder if legally I can talk about it. Uh, a certain growth hack in Ace the Game, uh, and 60 days later, um, it got banned by the social media platform. Like the, the <laughs> exact hack I revealed. So yeah, that that is uh, you know, but th this hack allowed you to get um, you know five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand platforms, uh, sorry, followers on this platform um, within 24 hours. It Whoa. was a, it was an extremely powerful hack. Uh, my friend built an agency off the back of it. Um, 
and they they just took away the button that you needed to do it. It was hidden away in the settings. Um, so yes, um, you, to a certain extent, some are, but then some are evergreen, such as Uber's. Uh, invite a friend to use Uber. Uh, if if they sign up and start using it, you both receive twenty dollars. So that sort of hack is evergreen. Um, some hacks on social media platforms are not. For instance, Twitter used to be able to do a lot more, follow a lot more people, tweet out a lot more people. They've clamped down a lot on that. Likewise, Instagram used to be able to do a ton more with automation. Obviously, SEO 10 years ago was the Wild West. You could do anything. So um, yes, these get shut down, but I see that as a good thing because uh, if you have this secret knowledge, um, you're building uh, an email list and a client list for referrals and you know those things you own for life. Uh, and pretty much building followers is pretty much an asset you have for life as well, even if your page reach goes down a bit. So uh, yes, uh, agency owners, some of these will be temporary, but um, it's it's still a, an amazing asset to have. You know, when I, when I started thinking about platforms shutting these things down or closing the loops, hearing about an agency that, you know, uh, was founded on the back of one of these tactics. Are there inherent risks here that uh, that could actually damage a business if if they uh, use one of these tools and get blocked from Facebook or get blocked from one of the big players? No, that that doesn't really happen. Um, yeah, they're, they're, it, it's not a risk. Uh, terms of service are not the law. Mm. Um, of companies have, have tried to make a legal case for that they've been thrown out uh, yeah i guess it, it would be the beginning of a bizarre world if uh, silicon valley companies were right in terms of service which were also the law so <laughs> um and so some people probably listen to this think he's very hard line um this is very aggressive and it, it's more so that um I, I need to be a little exaggerated to get to move people into action so um, I've made over half a million dollars teaching people this stuff, let alone my agency side. So I've learned over the past two years how to speak so that people take action. And it's always a little bit of entertainment and a little bit of overstatement because as soon as people start to do this stuff, the positive feedback loop begins and they're like, wow, I, I, I thought you, you know your stuff was rubbish. Then I started doing it. It's amazing. Like I, I've got loads of followers and I've booked client calls straight away already. So yeah, so I, I'm a little overexcited and a little overhyped, but um, no one gets near the limits. Uh, you know, no one tries to follow 5,000 people in a day and then uh, gets their account frozen. It's, it's like people are scared to follow 100 a day. Um, and then as soon as they do it, they... Um, they start to get advantages. Having said that, the smart people um, uh, would would build dummy Twitter accounts or dummy Instagram accounts uh, or dummy YouTube accounts and push the limits and see how far they can go before they get suspended. And then they would they would go below that limit for their clients. Um, mm. So the people really hard get huge results. Um, so yeah, so it, like it depends on your propensity for risk. And uh, why the hell am I talking about Trump so much? Like. <laughs> Like if you really take a lot of risks, you're either going to go sky high or go bankrupt because it doesn't make any sense how so many successful business people have gone bankrupt, which you expect someone with no money to do. But it's, it's because they put everything, every last dollar into what they're doing. They take as many risks as possible. If it works, you know, they'll make billions. Uh, if not, they'll just bankrupt and start over. 
Um, and that's like a very good attitude to have because if you're not taking risks, you're not growing in a business. And in the agency space, you know, if I don't buy from you, there's 10 other people I can buy from. So you better have some competitive advantages to bring those clients in and to provide an amazing service because, um, you know, this isn't Mad Men. You know, anyone can start an agency now. I love that message of of uh, of of not not just playing it safe, which I think we see a lot of a lot of agencies do. Which uh, is a good segue to uh, I think how you uh, have personally built your platform. Uh, when I first started, uh, when I first got to know you and started researching you, uh, you you stand out a bit, right? You have uh, a certain uh, a brand, a certain presence. Uh, and I would say that you probably do anything but play it safe. Um, what, as a as a, a digital professional, like what inspired you to to take that approach? Not just to like the work you were doing, but how you actually show up in this space. Um, well, firstly, it, it's like innate to how I dress and who I am. So it, it, it comes, it came naturally to me. Uh, and I just kind of reverse engineered why it would work with people. But um, uh, ultimately, having done this for years, um, yeah, like I said, if someone doesn't buy from you, they can buy from 10 others. But if they like you as a person, if you do something different, then um, they're, they're gonna, you're, you'll be top of mind. So for me, it's things like uh, very colorful outfits, very outspoken, uh, sometimes swear in my presentations, put like slides of SpongeBob in there. Uh, I'm obsessed and I love America. Um, so I, like I talk about my personal life a fair bit in my posts as well, but that doesn't mean you have to do any of those. It could be you're the guy who talks about, who loves sports as well as business. And I mean, that can be your thing. Or it could be that you're the guy who loves movies or it could be the guy uh, who loves dogs. But like there has to be not all business. Um, mm. So I took with me uh, and how I took that out into the world was... Um, I booked as many public speaking gigs as possible just by going on Meetup and Eventbrite, looking for every uh, event space or co-working or Meetup, messaging them. Um, I, I think your Meetup looks great. Um, I have a massive network I can invite. I just said that. They never checked. Um, <laughs> and, then I, and then I just booked loads. Like when I was, speak, when I was booked to speak at, in Vegas, South by Southwest B2V, with a month's notice, I booked eight other gigs. Uh, in Los Angeles and Vegas, just by pure hustling, like no contacts, just meet up Eventbrite um, and just slamming it and making it happen. So um, it's so it's it's really just about not asking for permission and going out there and doing it. And then I scaled that to a world tour. And then the first six weeks of that, I booked my own talks. And then after that, I was getting rebooked. Um, at and the talks got better over the year until I was doing big conferences, did South by Southwest twice, um, uh, Startup Grind in Silicon Valley in a cinema, uh, SAS North in Canada to like an aircraft hangar full of people. Um, so, so yeah, public speaking was how I took it out on the road. Uh, and alongside that, a content marketing strategy, um, which was Facebook only. So I realized that um, a blog was dead because if you put a link to your blog on Facebook, they block it. But if you write it into Facebook, they show it to a lot more people. So I made the decision, I'm just going to write everything into Facebook, into my Facebook group, put the video in there, I'll put the text in there. And then, uh, you know, once every six weeks, I might do an offer with an external link. Um, but for the most part, it, you know, I want to dominate the Facebook feed, which is a very good idea. 
There's a lot of uh, a lot of nuggets in the last little bit of what you just said, um, and for our listeners uh, that are just tuning into our uh, our show on uh, on the audio version on the podcast, uh, make sure you check out our website slash podcast Click on uh, Vin's episode here because I want you guys to see uh, one of the photos of him on stage. Uh, in particular, there's one where you you have a very bright colored shirt on. Uh, you are wearing an American flag, so I like that. I just to understand that better that you you love America and literally it's it's a part of the the clothing attire. And then you have some uh, gold uh, kicks with wings on them. Uh, so it's 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 uh, something that you have to see. Like I'm not even doing it justice describing it, but I think uh, I I can tell it's helped you to draw attention to a really important message and. Uh, and want to thank you for for sharing that message with our listeners today. Uh, Vin, are you ready for our lightning round? Yeah, go for it. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received? Um, I, I on my first startup, um, one of my advisors said, uh, "This is a bit pessimistic. Money always comes in uh, later." And in less amount than you think. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is good entrepreneurial wisdom right there. So very smart. Uh, which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Um, an obsession with sacrifice. Um, no alcohol. No coffee. No gluten. No dairy. No soy. Um, Pulling back on a personal life or having relationships. It, it's, it's, yeah, it, in one word, it's sacrifice, but they, it just goes into endless areas and you continue to optimize for sacrifice. Can you share uh, an internet resource, a tool, or an app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? Yeah, Rebump. Um, so uh, people are busy, and if you send one email and they don't get back to you, it's just not worth doing. So Rebump is a Gmail tool. If you email someone and they don't get back to you, Rebump will send them an automatic email every 24 hours forever. <laughs> I like that. It, literally, if you don't get back to me, I'm going to email you every day, right? You amaze the number of people who say, thanks for following up. I've been really busy. Yeah, I'd love to jump on a call. Uh, and, and I'm also going to make sure that you mentioned several tools in today's program. So I just make sure listeners check our show notes for those. We will link to, to Rebump as well as uh, some other stuff and other books that, uh, that Vin has mentioned. Speaking of books, uh, can you, uh, what book would you recommend and why? Um, well, uh, I, I've said the 48 Laws of Power. Um, that's really the book that changed my life. Um, that gave me the tools even when I was on welfare and never really had a real job to uh, deal with investors. So um, it, it teaches you to see the world the way it really is rather than how you want it to be. It teaches you to get your ego out of the way and teaches you to be a better person through rules like uh, act like a king to be treated like one, say less, create a grand spectacle, win through your um, actions, not through your words. It's like when you have an argument with someone and they shout at you and you agree with them to end the argument, but secretly you hate them. That's You never want to be on the flip side of that. You want to win through your actions, never having to shout someone down, for instance. Well, we will make sure to uh, link out to that. I'm a, I'm a Robert Greene fan as well, so thanks for bringing him up. We have not heard that book recommendation on the program yet, so uh, listeners definitely check that out. Uh, Vin, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything they can check out uh, that you have for them? The best starting point is acethegame.com, my new book, 
100 best growth hacks in the world. Um, otherwise, uh, on YouTube, Vin Clancy, um, and then Instagram too, Vin Clancy, and my Facebook group's called Traffic and Copy. And Vin is actually one of our speakers at U Summit 2018. So you'll be uh, you'll be giving uh, one of our keynotes here in just uh, just under two months, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. If you all uh, haven't checked that out yet, as our listeners, go to yougurus.com forward slash U Summit, or just click on our events page, and you'll find uh, find that summit there. Uh, we're currently doing some promotions for tickets, so if you haven't yet checked that out, make sure you check it out or just respond to any of our emails. Happy to answer questions about that. would love to see you all there. You have an opportunity to hear more from Vin, uh, hear about his great message, his platform, ask him questions. Uh, get to meet him as well as many of our other amazing keynote speakers, our amazing community. Uh, and we've got lots more in store for you about you summit. Vin, thank you so much for joining us today. Great. I had a lot of fun. I can't wait to go to Denver. Very nice. All right, folks, that is it for this week's episode of the digital agency show. Tune in each and every week for more great content to help you, uh, achieve the freedom you want in your business and life. Until then, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app, when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call, where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show. 